0: Perfect, how wonderful to join together on a new moon. Yes, very powerful, the new moon just started a few hours ago and we're going to ride that energy. Feels so strong, great time for planting seeds as Venerable was speaking about earlier today. I am so grateful that we're joining together now. So let's take that breath of love and gratitude together. Breathing in the love, breathing in the gratitude. Allowing ourselves to surrender. Surrender thoughts of the past. Thoughts of the future, anything that could take us out of an awareness of the perfect present moment. We're opening our heart and our mind to the very highest possibility of love, claiming our transformation, claiming our healing. So grateful right now to open ourselves. To know the unprecedented wisdom, the flow of love in our heart and in our mind. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Calling upon the ancestors in the company of heaven. We open our heart, we open our mind in surrender right now. Surrendering all the blocks to love right now. We open ourselves to an activity of divine discipline. So grateful and so thankful to allow ourselves to finally live as our true identity. So we're making an offering of all attachments to the past and all attachments to the future. Anything we've been holding against ourselves or anyone else, we place it on the holy altar fire of divine love in our heart. Invoking that violet flame into our heart. Choosing freedom, liberation, divine alchemy, transformation. We're consciously choosing that transformation, turning the dead weight, the lead into gold. Becoming aware of any place in our mind where we feel attached to the meaning that we have made in our relationships, in our experience of ourselves, in our view of ourselves, any attachment to limitation, any attachment to lack, any attachment to playing small feeling unworthy. We're surrendering it right now to the higher Holy Spirit self and we're claiming our liberation, claiming our freedom, planting the seeds of renewal, restoration, healing. So grateful and so thankful to allow ourselves to have this healing, this expansion, this clarity.
1: Hmm.
0: Giving up thinking that it's hard. Giving up thinking that we don't have what it takes. Giving up thinking that it requires a struggle. We're grateful and we're thankful right now to allow the violet flame energy of transformation This ray of healing to penetrate every area of our awareness where we're clinging to lack and limitation. We're grateful to surrender it right now.
2: Breathing (sighs) deeply.
0: In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. We let it be. And so it is. Amen.
3: Amen, amen.
0: Yes. I'm going to unmute everyone in just a moment. I'm going to be looking at the Seven Sacred Flames book. And last week I had invited everyone to read the guidelines that are on page 111 and 112, Ascension Guidelines. So we're going to be looking at that today and discussing that, among other things. And uh, discussing what Ascension is and what it is not. And I think that uh, this book is quite clear, very helpful. So bring your questions about Ascension. I love what it says here on page 110 at the bottom. This is the Ascended Master Adama speaking. Ascension does not require the doing of so many things, but it is all about becoming, embracing, and remembering to live your lives as the god or goddess that you are. So you already are that, which you've heard me say so many times. Course in Miracles tells us that we don't have to become pure. We have to forget the idea that we're not pure. We relinquish that idea in order to see the purity. Adama says, Ascension means fully embracing the divinity that already exists within you through the expansion of your consciousness as beings of love and living from the wisdom of the heart. It is that simple, my beloveds. If you become this, you do not need anything else. All this already exists and lives within you. I remind you that there is nothing outside the self. So I'm going to unmute everyone now and so if you can prepare by self meeting on your phone as necessary
1: or on your Skype pad, depending on how you're calling in. All right.
0: Hello, please Nancy, you got a bit
4: of noise there. I thought I (laughs) muted.
0: All right. Perfect. And uh, remember, too, that most phones, most modern phones, have a self-mute button on the keypad there. And so that's a good way to do it. Uh, Just easy to do it that way. All righty. So we're going to get into... These uh, guidelines. I, I always love reading this because it makes it very real and tangible for me. And one of the things you might have heard me say is I believe that it is a process of elimination that leads to illumination. So that's the purification process that is talked about in A Course in Miracles and is also talked about here in the Seven Sacred Claims. So in these guidelines, starting on page 111, it says, here are some of the main points or guidelines to be understood and considered about the initiatic path leading to your graduation from Earth's curriculum through the Ascension Protocols. So we're releasing the negative karma that we've built up so that we can Ascend or reawaken in our awareness, remember our Christ, Christed nature the way that Jesus did. And so, uh, someone might be joining us who's unmuted. Uh, it says here, the first one, this process is one of complete purification and healing of all that is hindering your transfiguration, resurrection and ascension into the arms of God, which is love, the restoration of your dignity and memory so that you live once again as divine children of your heavenly Father, Creator, entering the world of oneness. So, a process of complete purification. And as you well know, I've been sharing with you the purification, the purity affirmations that have been so valuable to me in this process of purification. I find it so helpful. You all know, you've heard me say that working with those on a daily basis has brought me so much benefit. All right, we've got... uh, Someone who just came in from New York, and uh, if you can self-mute, that would be great.
4: Thank you very much. All right, so. (laughs) All right. The person in Rochester, I am going to uh, mute you out there.
0: All right. Yeah, If you come in a little bit late to this class, you're more than welcome. It's just helpful if you can self-mute on your way in. That's great and just makes it easier for all of us to have a nice, clean call. All right. So we're going to, as we go through here and go over these guidelines I'd like to see if anybody has any questions you're all unmuted so you can or you're self muted you can I forget what is the uh, code to unmute yourself if you're muted
4: anybody now All right. Well, I guess it's It's Star Seven. Oh, great! Thank you. You're welcome. Any questions about ascension? Any questions about what we've talked
0: about so far?
2: Hi, Jennifer. It's Maggie. Hey. Hey. Um, I I have a question. Um, oftentimes I'm not sure of the meaning of the word purification i always think of it as um realigning yourself with your highest you know with your higher self um but maybe you could help me understand it a little bit better
0: absolutely i think one of the best ways i know of to think about it is if you think of the visual Of a glass of water that is muddy. It's impure. It's not just pure water, there's dirt in it, something that's sullying it. Um, Now remember, we're light beings, so you can't actually dirty the light or sully the light. Uh, You can only filter it. So the purification really is in our mind. The things that we cling to are that dirt. They are in the mud, in the water. So, in order to purify that water, what would you have to do?
4: Um, I feel
2: like you have to just filter it. Like...
4: Exactly. And what would you? What would be the result of filtering the dirt out of the water?
2: Um, the water would just be clear again,
0: right. It would be itself, yeah, so what we're doing is we're eliminating
4: the impurities from our mind,
2: like the self doubt and the you know, like that sort of thing, like all the all the blocks and and those things,
0: exactly, all the false beliefs, mhm. Remember, the ego thought system is a system of false beliefs that create a sense of identification
4: with a false self. So you can
0: think of Jesus in his life as uh, the, the Savior walking on the earth, his human experience. Did you read the Aquarian Gospel?
2: You know, I read some of it. I did not read the whole.
0: Okay. Uh, So in there, we have the, the story of his attaining Christhood. So if you're interested in attaining Christhood, you might be interested in his experience of it, though certainly not necessary.
1: And... I I think
0: it's helpful to read that because then you realize that he he went through a process, that he wasn't already born that way. He went through an experience, and he developed discipline and strength, and he also had a lot of support, and you also get that it was a time of um, tremendous darkness in the human race consciousness. So in his human
1: experience, he walked a walk where he eliminated false beliefs and doubts and
0: attained the Christ mind. And he went through trials and tribulations in order to regain his Christhood. And that's what... Our experience is for too, for us to regain our Christhood. So we're purifying any idea that we can't do it, we don't know how to do it, it's too hard to do it, we don't have any help.
4: We're eliminating all of that. Purifying our mind of those false beliefs. So the ego is that
0: false belief thought system. And as long as we buy into it, we experience that wheel of karma, the samsara, the experience of death and rebirth. However, it is our true nature not to
4: go through death and rebirth. And I
0: absolutely know that we are coming to the place where we don't have to do that anymore. And that's what he came to prove to us was that crucifixion was there for a purpose in his life script so that he could demonstrate transfiguration, the total renewal of the body, the resurrection, and the
4: Ascension, so
0: there are uh, stories of, uh, of I don't know them personally, but awakened masters, people who were ascended masters walking on the earth, some lived a very long time teaching and helping to uplift the human race consciousness, and some of them after a time said,
1: okay, that's it, I'm done. I think that uh, Parmanense Yogananda is an example of that. So when he was done, he told his
0: disciples and students, that's it, I'm done, I'm going to lay the body da- down, I'm complete. And that's exactly what he did. And then he
4: left his body behind, he was done. So I truly believe that we
0: are coming into this age where more and more people are going to go through that process of transfiguration, resurrection, and ascension. Some will stay to be helpful and some will move on. If you think of um, Gary Renard's book, Disappearance of the Universe, um, in there, Persa talks about feeling that Uh, awakening in her mind and uh, she stayed for a while and then she was complete
4: I think it's a unique unique journey for everyone
0: and we ascend in our awareness because that's really the only place for us to ascend but just because we ascend in our awareness doesn't mean that we have to lay the body down
4: or shuffle off the mortal coil, make our transition. We get to discern what's the highest and best and I don't really know what level of choice plays in that.
0: In art and impersonate script, according to Gary Renard's book, it seemed that uh, Arkin needed that life experience of having Persa make her transition
1: and seem to
0: leave him behind. That was his he describes his final forgiveness lesson
4: So with a straight a bit
0: away from purification. So the purifying of the mind reveals the true nature. So we're cultivating that pristine awareness because with that pristine awareness, then we can really live as an ascended master. And if we'd like to manifest food, we can manifest food. If we'd like to manifest gold, we can manifest gold. What Whatever is divine guidance, inspiration, the highest and best, is what we would be able to bring forth. And I am really interested in living that way and living in a way that contributes to others waking up and to bringing benefit to all humanity, really demonstrating, oh, this is what is possible for us. We can have this human experience the projection of the mind and it can be as Patricia Cota Robles talks about it for expressing
4: infinite beauty and perfection it
0: doesn't have to be for learning lessons so as you were talking about Maggie purification aligning with your true self Yes, and purification is also the elimination of the impure beliefs and thoughts. Because we can have a momentary aligning with the true self, and then we can fall back into the false beliefs.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Have you had that experience?
2: <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Purification is where the impurity is gone. So Mm. you would
4: have to add the impurity back again. Mm. Anybody else want to jump in here? Questions or thoughts?
2: I'd just like to follow up with um, thanking you for that explanation also that you went into about Ascension, you really um, helped to clarify it. So thank you.
0: Yeah, because I used to think Ascension meant leaving like David Mm -hmm. did Mm -hmm. and and I thought, gosh, I've (laughs) been working so diligently and devotedly to live here in a peaceful way and to contribute in a peaceful way and to live in, learn to live in joy, I, I don't want to leave here. I'd like to really explore this and, and live as an Ascended Master. And so I was grateful to realize, oh, yeah, why would I have to leave here? Now, of course, miracles will say, of course, that our human experience is a projection of our mind. And, that's true, and we can live in this realm without being third dimensional, so without living in a feeling of being
4: trapped in the density. Mm -hmm. And it's
0: becoming less dense so noticeably. I remember years ago someone told me that in the Mayan calendar, uh,
4: uh, what was,
0: that time was speeding up and that it used to be that a day and a night in the Mayan calendar would, could be many, many years in our, in our calendar and that uh, time was speeding up and so the Mayan calendar was aligning with our calendar so that a day and a night were the same day and night that we had. So if you think
4: of the period of darkness,
0: you can see how something like the dark ages would occur where there is a sense of tremendous darkness and density that seems so pervasive on the planet in the human race
1: that it would be profoundly important. that you could have things happen like um,
4: periods of long war and spring.
0: And so we're not experiencing that in the same way right now. It definitely is a
4: time where are not purification are really struggling, really, really struggling.
0: And I'm curious, since the the group of us we live all over in different places, and uh, I'm wondering how you're having in your area in terms of how are the energetics of this time playing out? What do you notice in your in your work?
5: Jennifer, you're you're cutting out, I think. I, it is for me. I'm not hearing very much of what you're saying right now.
0: I was asking people, is that true for everyone or are other people not hearing me?
2: Um, I noticed that it cut out a bit for me as well. Okay. Almost like electronic interference or something.
0: Yeah, I think there's some yeah. of that going on today. I um. I'm not on the internet because I noticed the internet was spotty, so I'm talking on my cell phone and I have, so uh, I'll just repeat what I said. I'm asking people to share what is it like in your area of the world having this time right now? Are you noticing it in your family, in your workplace, in your community, are people feeling very threatened, are they feeling worried, are they feeling expansive?
4: What, what do you know? Are you able to hear me? I can hear
0: you. Okay, great. Well, how's it going where you are, Moira, in your community, in your family and friendships? What are you noticing? Um,
3: well, um, amongst people who are doing the work, you know, who are trying to wake up, heal, people do say that um, that it does feel like there's a clearing out and um, that things that are being resisted that are not right are being forcibly removed from people. and that expansive experiences and mindsets
4: are occurring, Um, that healing opportunities are coming. Great, can Oh, yeah, you're, you're there. Great. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. And in generally, in the outer
0: work, what are you noticing in your area in Australia?
4: Sorry, you said generally? What? what? Yeah, generally in not- Australia. In the general community? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um. Hmm. I
3: can't say um I can't answer that because um you know, I'm living a pretty quiet life. Um so yeah. You know, I'm not having, you know, Heaps and heaps of social interaction, uh, except with you know, um, you know, Course in Miracles people and um, recovery people. So, um, yeah, can't answer, can't really answer that, and I don't watch the news. So,
4: what oh, about uh, what is it that you feel?
3: Oh, I feel, I feel heaps i'm um <laughs> I'm on the and, and I mean that
1: too, in terms of what do you feel is happening in your community what's what is it you're feeling
4: in those around you I mean just if you go to the store and things
3: like that what are you what are you feeling mostly um uh I'm feeling positivity from those around me that um I mean, you know, obviously it might be a reflection of where I'm at because I know that everyone around me feels more positive when I'm more positive, but um, I I do feel that, um, you know, what's going on around me is generally um, quite light, you know. Um, I mean, I know that some people are going through, you know, pretty rough stuff, but um, my experience of most people is that they're they're okay, or if they're going through stuff they're okay with it, you know um a feeling of lightness, not light light li- not light lightness, but um yeah, doing okay, positive. Beautiful. Yeah. Um I'll just um uh in you know, add that I I do live in and near the hippie consciousness waking up capital of Australia, which is Byron Bay, which is the easternmost point of Australia. And um we have a mountain here, Wollumban it's a sacred aboriginal women's site so it is um a very very spiritual place and but you know there's heaps and heaps of people here who are not who do not align with that you know with aquarian consciousness or waking up or enlightenment or anything like that but it is it's a it's a, a pretty cool place where i live Oh, I've um I've uh just before I sign off, Jennifer and everyone, um I haven't read the uh Sacred Flames book, I haven't ordered it. But um uh when you started speaking about ascension and ascension knowledge, I remembered um my um my last number plate, every time I get a new number plate, um I always Make an effort immediately. I see it to to create a phrase so that I can remember it. And a couple of number plates ago, um, the number plate was A for Apple, K for Knowledge, seventy five R for Robert, C for Consciousness. And so I just looked at it for um, a few seconds, thinking, okay what can i make out of this number plate so that i remember it and immediately came to me um and i'm not into i've never you know thought about ascension or you know anything like that but immediately came to me <coughs> ascension knowledge is 75% relaxed consciousness <laughs> So I made an effort to practice that. <laughs> there
4: you go. That's me. That's beautiful. Anybody else like to report in on how how things are in their neighborhood? Hi Jennifer, it's Nancy from Southern California. And um I've been really really practicing that we're all in the full with the full presence of God and, and best and, and it cannot be otherwise.
5: And I've had a lot of serendipitous things happen. <laughs> and I think it's because I'm aligning, you know, I'm aligning with that truth. You know, not always there's the frustrations, but I just notice more serendipitous things. You know, like I, you know, my car, my battery was dead. I'd been to the beach and there were at least two or 300 other cars in the parking lot. And when I went back to my car, it was dead. And of all things, the people right next to me were leaving at exactly the same time I and so they were able to jump my car, and I was able to go home.
4: Really good example, but it makes me think. You said Do you notice noticing your community, and I think trying to
5: be grateful for every experience that comes up because it's a it's coming up for a healing. That I'm noticing more things. I think
4: it's because I'm aligning with. So I, I don't know what the community is doing in general, but that seems to be my own experience in the circle
0: Yes, and I'm going to mention uh, while I'm thinking of it that uh, I am going to be on the East Coast. And I am, uh, hoping that we can have an East Coast gathering. I'll be at my brother's home in New Jersey. And, uh, the days that I will be available, Sunday, the, I believe it's the 28th and Monday the 30th. Nope. I think it's the 30th. It's the Sunday Monday. The last Sunday and Monday in June, I'm not sure of those dates
4: right this second.
0: I'm wondering if someone in the New York um offer there, or we can join at my brother's house, and so if people can email me who are interested in joining, that would
4: So going back to the ascension dimension represents a certain frequency.
0: This dimension becomes accessible to you only when you have attained that frequency in your consciousness and have the ability to maintain it at all times. Remember, thought is vibration, so we're interested in eliminating the ego thoughts so we can live at that high vibrational frequency, that fifth dimensional frequency, so that we can see beyond time and space so we know what everything is for and we're only choosing love, beauty, and the all good. We're moving out of that consciousness of
4: separation. Does anybody have any questions about this? About dimensions, dimensionality. Yeah, dimension. Jennifer, this
5: is Jerry. Can you hear me? Yep. Um, oh, you can't. Okay, because I, I, I'm actually in Maui, so I, I, I don't think I have a great connection. But yeah, I have um, two quite- Well, two questions. Um, talking about the purification process. Is the purification process always painful, or is it 90% painful? Is there a percentage when you go through that?
0: Oh, the Miracles tells us pain is a wrong perspective. So pain is the perspective of the ego. Pain is when we're holding on to playing small, when we're holding on to our opinions and our judgments and keeping separation
4: alive in our consciousness. So there's nothing about ascension that I think I lost you. Are people having trouble?
1: Yeah, Jennifer, you're breaking up, I hear, like every 10th or 12th word, and now you're gone.
4: Yeah, you're breaking up. Okay.
1: Huh.
0: Okay. Well, I thought that um, calling in on the phone would be a better connection than the Internet. So let me – I'm going to call in on Skype. Just a second to do
4: that.
1: Boy it's Mary. I just wanted to say I love listening to you talk about your homeland. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Thanks, sweet. have any aborigine friends Um, no not really
3: um not close friends There's probably a couple of acquaintances out there but no for some reason um, I don't attract many um, indigenous friends
1: you have kangaroos in your neighborhood or koala
3: bears in the trees yes yes I don't think there's kangaroos um, in the not many in area I live but lots of wallabies which are like mini kangaroos we'll see
0: if this sounds better
3: we can hear you yeah we can can hear you
0: so we'll see if this Mm -hmm. is a better connection yeah huh? thanks you. You sound a bit closer and clearer, okay, great, wonderful. So let's see so Jerry was talking about uh uh is there a pain in ascension so uh will yes. In, oh, in purification. Okay, mm-hmm. pain and purification. There's definitely pain and purification if you resist it.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: So, because one of the things that most spiritual students experience is that push-pull. So we we aren't fully committed to the purification. We cling to the world we've made. So I was talking about this in the radio show today about how if um, we take ourselves out of the flow of God, which means we're disconnecting from knowing in our awareness that we are prosperity. We are wholeness. We are freedom. We are joy. We are wisdom. We are clarity that this is the truth. We are purity. When we, Disconnect from that awareness in our mind, we're choosing separation, then we're going to feel like we have to make things happen in this world. We have to make Mm -hmm. it happen because we are choosing not to align with the creative force of our true nature. So now we're stuck having to make things happen, having to labor to make things. And so what happens for most of us is we become addicted to or enamored of or attached to the world that we made, the meaning that we made mm-hmm. we become attached to our perspective, our point of view, so Course of Miracles says. Lesson 190, pain is a wrong perspective. It is the perspective of the one who is, believes that they're separate. So it's just that What the good news is pain is a wrong perspective. It's not, It doesn't have to be part of our experience because we actually, we're such powerful God beings, we get to choose our perspective.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And so you think of the phrases that we have in this world, like, I lost my perspective. Right. Right.
5: Well, I liked what, um, I listened to Venerable's talk this morning,
4: mm-hmm.
5: and I kind of had an aha moment. She talked about how, I know I'm not going to say this correctly, but it was all along the lines of this. When we lose what we believed or what we thought was our stability, our foundation of what we always wanted, when that is lost, when that's gone, you either fall or you look for something in life that is more, that is sustainable and you can't lose. And... I guess, for, for my part, it was, well, if I didn't have such a painful, <laughs> what I thought was loss, and I guess I have to be glad for that, because I, I thought I was at a crossroad, whether I was going to go, you know, fall into mental illness, or I was going to find a spiritual path, find my way out of it, and find something, obviously, I that resonates the truth to me, that enabled me to discover more of myself and my purpose. So, um, you know, in, a, in 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 the sense that the painful purification actually um, helped me get on the spiritual path, but at the same time, it doesn't have, like you're saying, it doesn't have to be that way. Right. And it's, it's not really that way I, in the correct it, thinking and being right
0: aligned. Yeah. Yeah. It's our perspective. And we mm-hmm. can change our perspective. Yeah, I, I find that incredibly comforting. Yes, it is. And, it's very and comforting. I'm, yeah, and I'm also so aware, Jerry, that for so long in my experience, I actively chose to be in pain. Mhm. Mhm. I actively <laughs> chose
4: to suffer.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I did was I blamed it on other people I, re- you know, and uh i i I blamed it on my family, I blamed it on my boyfriends, I blamed it on my boss, I blamed it on all kinds of things. It wasn't my fault that I had to suffer i really i was uh definitely a part time martyr
4: mhm.
0: And so in the year one class yesterday, I was talking about how, um, when we are growing up, there are dynamics in the area where we're growing up, in our home. Uh, not everybody grew up in a family, but for those who, wherever you grow up, there are certain energetics that become very familiar. And then what happens is, as we get older and we move out of our parents' home or wherever we were and into creating our own environment, we will oftentimes recreate the home environment, even if it was painful. Mm -hmm.
5: Mm -hmm. And
0: so there was great sharing in the class yesterday where people were realizing, that's exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Akash actually gave a beautiful example because he grew up in um, Africa where it wasn't safe for him to leave the house. And so he you know, would stay home a lot of the time. And now in his adult life living in London, he's got that same kind of a life where he's very insulated and isolated and he he just saw in the class last night kind of an oh my god i did recreate that vibrational match from my childhood because that's what i grew up with that actually feel that vibration of it's not safe out there you have to isolate you have to be on your own that actually feels like home to me mm-hmm. and despite so, the fact yeah.
4: that
5: it despite the fact that he's not, um, it's a negative vibration. Right. Right. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is that he was just probably unaware of it. Is that, we're just unaware of the negative energies that we bring into, you know, our adulthood, into families of our own?
0: We lose perspective.
5: We lose perspective. I see. Okay
0: and so we we're still we're looking for that vibrational match that feels like home that feel, feels comfortable, so some people um for instance um there there was um someone who took masterful living a few years ago who, in their childhood, they were um literally held prisoner by their family and beaten and ravaged and tortured literally and the meaning that they made of that as a child is my f- the people in my family are good people they would only do this to me because i'm so bad Mm-hmm. i mean including being beaten by a with a two by four locked in a closet wow yeah, living in in a dark closet and being taken out to be abused and beaten, and the meaning that they made of it was it has to be because there's something wrong with me, not because there's something wrong with them, because they didn't have that perspective.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's like one time I was in a grocery store and there was a, a child who was about five years old, and she was in the shopping cart. You know how you can put a child in that shopping cart and sit them in the basket there. And her father was shopping with her and he kept telling her that she was bad and she was stupid. Just this precious little girl. And he was like, don't do that. You know, that's bad. And why are you being so stupid and talking to her that way? So I just asked spirit, what can I do to help her? So I I went over and I just looked her in the eye and I said, honey, there's something wrong with your daddy. He should not be speaking to you that way. You're a good girl, but he doesn't know it. There's something wrong with him. He should Mm -hmm. not be speaking to you this way. There's something wrong with him just to be like a little window of light in there that, oh, wait a minute, another perspective.
4: hmm right, right. That could open uh-huh. the doorway
5: of seeing, seeing it differently, uh-huh. seeing yourself differently, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I remember... You're a light
5: worker. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I, I remember mm-hmm. in my early 20s, uh, very specifically, that there was this man who was uh, met me at a workshop, Shakti Gawain workshop, and he said, I'd love to get to know you. I really, I like your presence. I, I'd like to get to know you. And he he thought I was so beautiful and so amazing. It totally freaked me out. I couldn't even talk with him. And he he would call me and I'd say, yeah, I'm busy. I can't do anything. And he'd say, well, can I call you in a couple of weeks? And I I was like, I didn't know how to say stop calling me because I it didn't make any sense to me. So I would just say yes. So he called me every couple of weeks for a couple of months before he finally got – she doesn't want to go out with me. But the only reason I didn't want to go out with him is because I – didn't feel worthy of mm-hmm. his good opinion of me.
4: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. Wow, it's amazing how um, those feelings are so deeply hidden.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
5: they come up just to the surface in, in, in their own way, in their own time.
0: hmm. Yeah. Yep. And and I remember a few years after that, dating a man, we had a wonderful connection and relationship. And then out of the blue, he said, I, I can't stand this anymore. I feel so happy when I'm with you. I cannot stand it. I don't like it. He had grown up in an abusive family with drug addicted parents who were mean to him and abusive to him. So being with someone who was kind and loving he literally couldn't stand it hmm hmm he ended up oh, marrying no. someone from a similar background and then getting tuberculosis and he died at age
4: 26
0: oh, 27 no. yeah so at the time, I was devastated. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we enjoy each other so much. How can you say you can't stand it? What? Yeah. yeah. But I knew he was telling the truth, that he literally couldn't stand it. It was like discordant to him. hmm So it's really important to think about these things to be able to, more importantly, feel them. Mm -hmm. So because whatever we're experiencing literally is that vibrational match with Mm -hmm. what's going on in our experience, unless now there are times, for instance, where you know you're going into a situation that's not a vibrational match and you're going in there to raise the vibration. Mm -hmm. Because I have that experience a
4: lot. Mm
5: -hmm. Or if you're in a... um a vibration, or you know, I heard something um, really interesting. I'm sorry, I hope I don't digress, but I was listening to David Hofmeister's um, uh, one of his um, uh, dialogues he did, and uh, it's actually I think it's Kristen, one of the people he mm-hmm. works with. Mm-hmm. She talked about maximized relationships, <laughs> and just to piggyback on what you just said about you, you, you go in to bring up the vibration, she says that there, the gist of it was. It's just the opposite, where you're in a relationship where you're not growing anymore with the other person. You're not mm-hmm. growing. And if anything, it's actually you're kind of digressing in a sense. You, It's just not making each other feel good. And so then that's when your your relationship has been maximized, and that's when it's time to leave that vibration or something like that. Have you heard of that uh, coin, that phrase, maximized relationship? Oops. Have you no. heard that? No? Okay. I thought that was uh, uh, kind of fascinating, but it, but I guess it would would make sense if you, any anyway, rate. What's your take on that? I, I well, sure I
0: what. think we've all had experiences where we overstayed a relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it could be anything. It could be a job. It could be a house. hmm mm-hmm. It yeah, could be a neighborhood. Good. It, it yeah. could be any, you know, could be romantic, could be a friendship. Mm-hmm. 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 And if we, if if it's not a vibrational match anymore, then it it does have a particular kind of discomfort.
5: Sure. Yeah. And
0: we we recognize it's time for us to let go, but we don't. Feel We feel more safe clinging to what is painful than to just right. let go and see what happens. Right.
3: Because right. we don't
0: trust the universe. Right. Because we've lost touch with the flow of love. So we think we have to make everything happen. We don't know how to make something new or better, so we cling to what we have. Mhm.
5: So Jennifer, when you go into a situation where you bring up the vibration, mhm. How did, do you feel differently? How does that is there something like, ah, this feels so good? Do you kinda look what I look look, look what's happening here. Do you kinda kinda label it or I don't know if you label it or or just have that sort of oomph in your step when you discover that you're having an effect on these people?
0: I'm just feeling
4: uh, into that question. Mm -hmm.
0: I would say that that feeling that you're talking about, that comes when I feel... Hmm. It's it's interesting, Jerry, because the way I live my life, I feel like a beneficial presence most of the time. Oh, okay. I do. And um what that that kind of feeling of wow, this is great comes more when I am joined with others who are interested in raising their vibration
5: mhm
0: and mm-hmm. Oh, we're absolutely. doing it yeah, yeah we're aligned in doing it together mhm
5: yeah mhm yeah okay it makes sense
0: yeah it's and so, yeah. You, yeah and and the one of the things that happened for me in my experience is when i started teaching and counseling when I was in that place of teaching and counseling I was more focused on my true identity and the true identity of the people I was with. And so in that experience I would feel more buoyant than when I was on my own. Much mm-hmm. more buoyant. So it was mm-hmm. way more noticeable to me.
5: Oh I like that. You're know, more buoyant. That's a great mm-hmm. that's a great term. Mhm. Yeah.
0: So oh. purification doesn't have to be painful. It's it's really like, you know, the Holy Spirit gives us all these wonderful metaphors and analogies. So, uh, I you may have heard me talk about um the whitewater rafting mm-hmm. analogy. And so, uh do you remember that?
5: I'm actually, I I'm not sure, too sure if I do, but okay. but please well, share it. <laughs> yeah,
0: just briefly. Um, uh, I've I've done some whitewater rafting, and one time I went whitewater rafting in Maine, and um, in the talk they give you before you get into the raft. They say, if you fall out of the raft, which happens, uh, we all had life vests on and all that, and we were wearing wetsuits because the water was very cold and it was white water. So um, they said, if you, if you fall out of the raft, then immediately, as quick as you can, lift your feet up to the surface, point your toes in the direction that the river is going, watch your toes, and just allow yourself to flow with the river and we'll come get you. Don't try to stand up. Don't try to to do anything or maneuver anything. Just do that, and we'll come get you. So um, uh, at the end of the day, there was a rumor going around that somebody had fallen out of the raft and broken their ankle. We were talking about it at the bar, having a drink at the end of the day, and um, uh, there was a guy at the bar, and he said, that was me. I'm the guy who broke his ankle. And we said, oh, what happened? He said, I fell out of the raft and I tried to stand up and I got my foot caught on a rock and my ankle snapped like a twig. (laughs) And um, so that's the thing is we're in the flow of a river. And when we feel out of balance, the tendency is to reach Mm -hmm. for something, to try and stop Mm -hmm. ourselves from being in the flow of the river. The rush of the river can seem... Um, frightening to us but that's only because we don't trust the flow of love we don't trust that we'll be carried to a place of peace and harmony we think that we're going to drown we think that we're going to die we think that we're going to be hurt and we're just not willing to trust that flow and the reason is is because we've we've become unfamiliar with the flow Mm mm-hmm so it doesn't mm-hmm. feel safe to us. And just like A Course in miracle says, we think, well, we left God, so God's going to be pissed off at us, just like I would be pissed off if somebody left me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we can't imagine right. that the river of love and light would carry us safely so we struggle and so we cling to the area of the shore that we feel is familiar rather than allowing ourselves to be carried in a river of love and light and that's Mm -hmm. what causes the pain right right trying to stop yeah Mm -hmm. Mm
4: mm-hmm
5: That's a great analogy. I get I I can grasp that. It's really
4: mm-hmm. really
5: good.
0: And the step number three here is beautiful. It's a beautiful next point for us to look at. So this is page one eleven again, the third uh main point in the guidelines here. Live from the heart, talking and acting like a master would as a way of being. Always ask yourself The questions, what would a master do or say in this and that situation? Then go within and find the answer. If it's not clear, take a piece of paper and pen, light a candle if you wish, and set your intention to find the answer inside of you. The master within is awake and alert at all times, forever waiting for your recognition. So the master within is that Holy Spirit. It is the higher self. It is the I am that I am. So this way of being, of asking what would a master do? Or you could say, what would Jesus do? But people sometimes feel so different from Jesus. What would Jesus do? Feels like, well, I don't have to do what Jesus did did, did or would do because That's not my experience. That's not my life. But what would a master do sometimes can be a really helpful question. Then the next one, let go of the third dimensional consciousness of separation, duality, polarity, and drama in all its myriad forms. Stop believing in two powers and giving your power and precious energy to the illusion of this 3d density allow yourself to set aside all that you learned so far that has not given you the results you are yearning for be ready and willing to learn anew and have the courage to step into the unknown reality of love and magic i would say love and miracles recognize that love is the only true power there is and start living your life in that vibrational frequency from the inside out and then the next one is really required in order to be able to do that live it from the inside out let go of all judgment and expectations about yourself and others and how life should be unfolding for you allow yourself to perceive and embrace all the wonders and majesty of you in the splendor of your divinity and accept the great adventure of letting it unfold and transform in front of your eyes in deep joy and gratitude and then the next one you've heard me talk about this many times embrace the banner of humility which is not less than not better than Embrace the banner of humility and the sweet surrender to one's holy vows. If you don't know what they are, they are written within your very cells and DNA, as well as in many chambers of your sacred heart. Be willing to take the time to go within and investigate. Establish a conscious union with your I am presence and the fulfillment of your divine plan. The ascension is the unification, the merging into divine union with your magnificent I am presence. In order to embody this glorious aspect of yourself, it is an obvious requirement that you make yourself very familiar and intimate with that aspect of self you want to merge with. How can you expect to ascend and unify with an aspect of self that you have not spent the time to know and understand? So you can see how in Masterful Living, this is exactly what we've been working on, all these different pieces here. Anybody have any thoughts or questions about this so far? The next one is embrace the consciousness of harmlessness by honoring the sanctity of all life, sharing this planet with you. And also the divine right of every person to live here as well. Release old programming running your life and all negative emotions stored in your conscious, unconscious, and subconscious memories, including the balancing of all debts incurred toward life. You've already received many teachings on these topics. When individuals believe their debt to be light and they enter into the spirit of releasing it steadily, into the sacred fire they create a great release of joy that flows through their being the feeling of joy within your consciousness has a tendency to create malleability in the coil of energy that keeps the records of the debts relaxing tensions within the energetic coils and freeing the individual to move on more quickly through all initiations with greater ease and grace so Can anyone testify that as they're doing this work of letting go of the judgments, that more and more it feels easier to let even bigger judgments go? Anybody experiencing that? That malleability?
2: I I definitely have experienced that. Mm. It felt it felt so difficult in the beginning to and um required tons of um work around trust. And I feel like the trust comes a lot quicker now. hmm It kinda like it's built up momentum. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
2: What did you say? I'm sorry, I
5: missed that that last part you said. It's what's building momentum, trust? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The trust is building momentum. Okay. Mm
4: -hmm. That's great. It does. It builds a real momentum.
0: And it gets easier and easier. And I think this is one of the things that um, many spiritual students get stuck on, is they have this belief that the purification, the waking up, the being loving, being forgiving, however you want to define it, uh, they think that's going to be hard. They think being Christ-like is going to be hard. They think I'm going to have to give up the things that I enjoy and I like. And so one of the ways that the ego presents it to us is, yeah, you know what? You're gonna to have to take a vow of poverty. So you're gonna to have to give up all the stuff you like. And you know what else? You're gonna to have to give up a, uh, you're gonna have to give up, make a vow of chastity. So all that pleasurable sex, you're gonna to have to give that up. So you get, but you get to keep the, the belief that you're bad for wanting all that sex. You get to keep that, but you have to give up the having the sex. So you have to give up all this stuff. And then you have to forgive those son of a bees that did all that stuff to you, and all those people that got in your way. You have to forgive them, and so yeah, this is how you get into heaven. So a lot of people just think, "Well, I'm not good enough to do all that." Oof. No way. How am I ever going to do all that, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, uh, so Jennifer- I-
5: Curious. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, no, go You ahead. talked about that that boy that was put in the closet and by his parents and all that. What do you What do you say to him? To how do you What do you say to him to forgive his parents? I mean. Yeah.
4: Well. Yeah. Yep. So,
0: first of all, in the darkness of that closet was a, a woman. That in the darkness of the closet, she saw there was a moment when she was a teenager when she saw that she had the choice to either forgive them or be like them.
4: Oh, she saw. She
0: saw that when she was in the closet. Yep. Uh. Now, she... She lived for many years after that in suffering and pain, mental and emotional anguish, and physical anguish as well. And when she, so the real work for her was giving up her self judgment. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. she had so come to believe that she was bad and wrong. And she had so many experiences in her life. Where she remember that we were talking before about the vibrational match,
1: mhm,
0: so mm-hmm. she found herself entering into abusive relationships, painful relationships, painful experiences, because that was the vibrational match that she was familiar with so okay. and and we all do this in different ways, and then we have to forgive ourselves for seeking out the vibrational match of the pain and the suffering recreating it and for many of us in some ways we have to forgive ourselves for either bringing it on ourselves or doing it to others so for instance i have a friend i have a number of friends who are sign language interpreters for the deaf and so i have one friend that um, was a sign language interpreter Uh, for several years for someone who was deaf and who was part of a group of, um, uh, was a therapy group for pedophiles. And so my this particular friend is a man. So here he is. He's a man, and he has a daughter, and he's going to this weekly group to be an interpreter in this group of men who are pedophiles. And what he realized after being an interpreter in that group for several years was every single member of that group had been sexually abused by a family member as a child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Without exception. So this is how we recreate it. So for instance, for me, when I was a child, one of the things that my parents did which they thought was being good parenting, was they did their best to try to control me. And part of the way they did that was through punishment and through judgment. Mm -hmm. And so I learned that is love. Yeah. Yeah. Did my parents say, let's teach her that this is love? No, they didn't teach. They No. They thought we are
4: loving her. Mm-hmm.
0: They thought this is love. We are loving her. We're demonstrating that we love her by washing her mouth out with soap and holding her down to do it. That's what people who love each other do to help them. I don't want to do that. Why would I want to hold my child down and wash her mouth out with soap? That's a horrible thing to have to do to a child. But you do it because you love them. That's what they were thinking. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, ah, this is horrible. This is not love. But I made the meaning of it, well, this must be love because I know my parents love me. And they're telling me they are only doing it because they love me.
4: very confusing
0: yeah this is why for many spiritual students the one thing they resist doing is like doing the things in the masterful living workbook looking at those things you know the first chakra your relationship to the tribe and the family answering those questions how many people in this group right here have not done that, have resisted doing it. It's not wrong or bad to resist it. It's totally understandable. We don't want to look at that stuff. But you know what? We can look at it now with eyes of love in order to transform that consciousness and to release the meaning that we've made of it. We do it by bringing the light of our attention to it. And it can seem overwhelming and too difficult to do. So that's why being able to venture into it with a group, with a prayer partner, or even with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm.
5: So, question I have you. The the gal that was in the closet, mm-hmm. you said that she got a message from the divine. Whether she could either be like them, or be something like her parents, or or be someone different, right? Is that what the message she got?
0: Uh, I'm sorry. Say that again.
5: Oh, the the gal that was in the closet. Mm-hmm. You were, mm-hmm. um, she had a, she had an epiphany, or she did. God she talks? had an
0: epiphany. Well, she saw in. In the darkness of her closet, she saw there was a choice. Okay. That she could either be like them, become a torturer, Mm-hmm. or she could just forgive them. I'll forgive them, okay.
5: Mm-hmm. And then, what does the Course in Miracles call that? An epiphany? Or they, what, what, what would the Course call that um, message from the Holy Spirit?
0: Well, I would say that... Course in miracles would call it just a miracle,
5: okay, okay,
0: yeah, that to have the light of that awareness, and so okay, perhaps to be a little bit more clear, she saw that she could either become like them, maybe it wasn't quite to forgive them, but the choice was either to be like them or to just accept what happened and was happening to her.
5: Mm-hmm. I see.
0: Yeah, and she saw okay. in her heart she, saw that. she did okay. not wish to be like them. Okay. And then that was her mm-hmm. salvation. Because yeah. we don't yeah, know what... It was. You know, mm-hmm. be- truly, because I... I would say based on my understanding that that could not have occurred to her. The experience could not have happened to her without her consciously choosing it before she incarnated
4: Right. so that she could right. have the
0: experience of forgiving herself. Got it. What she had done yeah. Because what we do to others will be done to us as part of our karmic healing. Correct. Yeah. So that for me was part of my experience. I've had so many forgiveness things where I realized I would rather forgive what happened, what was done to me than carry around the unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. I don't have the capacity to carry a grudge anymore.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: Because I know what it costs me now. I just can't do it. Mm
5: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I
0: appreciate that. Yeah and And that's the malleability that is being talked about here, and this is what Maggie was saying. It gets easier that and it's interesting when you're able to forgive the little things and to be able to say, "Oh, you know what i'm just I'm going to let this go. I'm not going to judge this. Oh yeah, I don't need to be right about that because I used to need to be right about every little thing i'm I'm not kidding you. I used to sit at somebody's dinner table and I think. This, this knife is not aligned properly. This for, these forks are backwards. The little fork goes on the outside. The big fork goes on the inside. This is all wrong. And that was my mind was always looking for something wrong so that I could feel like I was right. I knew better. I was always, there was no humility, none all hubris. So I know the pain of that. So now I have deep compassion for it. So for me, it was hugely life transforming to be able to let those little things go. I, in order to learn how to let the big things go, I let go of a thousand little things till I got the hang of it. And then I was like, yep, I can let the big things go too.
4: Meaning, I don't need to judge it. I don't know what anything is for. Mm
0: -hmm. And it's a huge relief. And until you really are dedicated to it, you have no idea what a relief it is. Mm -hmm. Such a relief. You know, because I really remember sobbing, 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 just great gusher sobbing, uh, over and over again with such deep, intense gratitude that I could let anything go. So grateful that I had turned a corner where I didn't have to hold on to everything
2: anymore. I could Can have you that. Think-
1: yeah. mm-hmm. Hi, I'm sorry to interrupt you, it's Mary. If you, I, have some residual character In my past, that I really truly believe them and myself. However, it doesn't feel complete. I I just don't know how to shake it. And of this particular couple, I think it was, I think the bottom line is, I guess it, it affected me financially so profoundly. That it it's so sticky. I yep. think trust. Does that mean I'm not trusting God enough? I yes. doubt that God's going to take care of me. It's well, all-
0: yeah. It's here's the thing: is we are the presence of God, so we take care of ourselves by living in trust and faith. Living in trust and faith is our abundance and prosperity. Now, when we, for instance, if we give somebody $10,000 and we have trust and faith that this investment is going to pay off, we're giving that money in order to get something back from them. And usually, if we're not able to let it go, in my experience, the reason we can't let it go is because we're mad at ourselves and it's all about the self-forgiveness. Whenever I have been so sticky I can't forgive someone, it's because I have not forgiven myself for the choices I made. And um, I've had a couple of experiences in my life where it seemed like I trusted someone and they ripped me off financially and the The door to abundance was closed until I forgave myself for the choices I made. And, of course, it really was never about forgiving them. It was only ever about forgiving myself because, as the Course says, all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. So have you forgiven yourself for the choices you made with that couple?
1: No, I I think that's I I know that's it exactly. I just I just feel like it was so stupid. How could I be so gullible, so naive to take the money out of my retirement fund? I didn't seek counsel. I did it on impulse and I just go on and on and on and when it comes up that's what it sounds like and I hit the delete button. Delete, delete, cancel, clear. I write a forgiveness letter, and it'll go away, and six months later it's back
0: and You write the forgiveness letter to yourself every time,
1: yeah, I've done about three of them. I guess I need to do more.
4: Mhm, so just keep writing the forgiveness letter, mhm,
0: until you don't have that judgment anymore.
1: And then it's reflected in other areas where I'm judging myself. Sure. And somebody brought it up to my attention today who doesn't even know me.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, awesome. you know, it, it. yeah, I guess it really shows. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So more forgiveness. Yeah. It just, it really
0: does open up the prosperity. It really does. I know I've proved it. Okay. All right. Thanks, Jennifer. You are welcome. All right. So we are at time here. I'm going to pray us out. We're way over time. It's just such a joy to connect with you in this consciousness of love and forgiveness. And non-judgment and cultivating the humility. So I encourage you to continue with these steps, these guidelines. And I also invite you to study the um, codes of conduct for a disciple of the Holy Spirit, which is on page 86 and 87 so uh, and to talk about it with your prayer partners as well and uh, next week uh, we're taking a vacation week so um, in the past i've taken vacation week during the fourth of july week but uh, i'm going to be with venerable that week and i'm always so pumped up from being with her Uh, i love to be able to share uh, then so i'm not taking uh we're not taking that holiday week as a vacation. Uh, so we're gonna do next week and, uh, I've got, uh, my, my niece, uh, somehow overnight. She became 18 years old and she's graduating from high school. I don't know how she went from being a little girl sitting in my lap to a grown woman, but there she is. She's graduating from high school next Tuesday. So I'm gonna be, um, celebrating with family. So no year one class, no, no classes at all next week. Um, so I invite you to uh, go back to the first week of New Year's Intentions and to re-listen to that and to see where you are as compared with where you were at the beginning of the year. I really i am very interested to see what people have to say when they do that uh, comparison work. So, yeah, we're going to enjoy a nice little summer break next week as we move into the um, summer. We've got the summer solstice coming up here. So. Happy Father's Day to the Fathers and let's place our hand on our heart and be so grateful and so thankful for the love of God revealing itself in our awareness. So grateful that we can give up punishing ourselves, holding ourselves hostage with judgments and opinions. So grateful and so thankful to choose ascension, liberation, awakening purification, freedom, so grateful and so thankful to allow ourselves to explore and to know the gifts of our divinity. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits of our awakening awareness with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. amen. Mm-hmm. God bless you, everybody. Have a great vacation.
5: You too. Thanks, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everybody.
1: Love Thanks, you all. Love you all.
4: Love you. Bye,
5: buddy.